The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. From now until Tuesday, get 20% off when you use the promo code NFCBEAST. That's NFCBEAST. Welcome, everyone. This is our weekly Friday underdog best ball show. I am super happy to be joined by Jake today. How we doing, my man? Uh, doing good. You know, just another another good day. We are recording this Thursday night, right after the Thursday night game. I just got off my bartending shift, so I really appreciate him joining me for this late night podcast. So uh, did you get a chance to watch that game, my friend? Uh, yep, I, I watched most of it, so I, I got a pretty good look at, uh, you know, what was going on there with the Steelers and the Browns. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I was, uh, you know, I was uh, having it pulled up on my phone as I was slinging some drinks there at the bar. So, you know, I was, uh, I didn't get a chance to like fully dive in, but I think I got a, a good gist of it too. I, I won some money on some DFS tonight. Uh, I had, uh, you know, I had Amari Cooper uh, in my as one as my uh, captain in a couple lineups. I didn't put David Njoku in there, uh, otherwise I might have won a few thousand dollars. But I did pretty well tonight. Um, you just got some overarching thoughts on the game. Maybe you want to start off with maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers, and maybe just some thoughts on maybe Trubisky and some of his uh, options. Maybe Najee Harris. Yeah, um, the Steelers they did look a little bit better this week. But still not like like they still haven't quite got their offense going all the way yet. Um, and Trubisky, he looked okay. Uh, there were some throws that just kind of went nowhere. He didn't throw an interception, so that was good. Uh, but then you know, there's times where you could see receivers getting open, but there was so much pressure on him that he was just making a quick throw, and it wasn't as as good as it could have been. And it's like I'm not sure if that's a blocking thing or a timing thing, or you know, it just feels like they maybe they just need to gel it together a little bit more, a little more time together, and and things could get better. Um, Najee was was Najee. He he did pretty good. He got a touchdown. There was a last second fumble, but that was. Uh, one of those, you know, everyone trying to make a last last second play, not laddering the lateraling the ball backwards. Eventually, Najee got it and fumbled it into the end zone. The Browns got it and got a touchdown at the end of the game. But you know that was kind of meaningless because they had already had the lead. Um, but otherwise, it was pretty close. Uh, and and the Browns, you know, Ninjoku, he was a surprise for sure. <laughs> And in Brissett, you know, he plays like he always does. People think he's really awful or something, but it's like, nah, he's just, he's all right. He, he can get the job done. And especially when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt doing a lot of the work for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just some of the notes I, you know, I, I, I did, I don't love the offense with Trubisky. I think we're going to see Kenny Pickett sooner rather than later. I believe. Um, I just don't think the offense is generating too much success here and, they drafted him in the first round and he's looked good in camp. So I just can't, I just can't see him on the bench too much longer. I don't think Trubisky will make the season. Um, we will see though. Najee Harris kind of saved his day with a touchdown. It's kind of the worst. Uh, or yeah, no, no touchdown for Najee today. Right. Nope. Actually I misread. He did. Oh, no, he did have a touchdown. He did, he did have a touchdown. Sorry. Yep, I, mean, that, I, did. Uh, I couldn't tell. Yeah. To touchdown. That so that saved, saved his day. day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's, 
you know that and without that he would have had like six between six and seven points that's tough like um it's kind mm -hmm. of the worst nightmare he's lo he's lost that target volume that he had last year and and, and it's just inefficient rushing the, the offensive line isn't that great the offense isn't generating much success so it's going to be tough on Najee, and he's not able to carry that load unfortunately um and of course, it's kind of the worst. Uh, I, you know, I kind of thought this would happen with the Pittsburgh Steelers before the season. I thought it, would, you know, Mitchell Trubisky wasn't going to be successful, and Deontay Johnson was going to be the only receiver of note. Unfortunately, you know, Pat Fryermuth is very talented, and you know, he's one of the the better tight ends to, uh, to score a touchdown in any given week. So that'll keep him in the low tight end one range. But I don't think he'll be a true difference maker down the stretch. Deontay Johnson is still lock him in as a you know mid tier wide receiver too in my books, but. I'm not comfortable starting any of the other Pittsburgh uh, offensive weapons. Uh, Najee Harris is dipping into, I think, just kind of low-end RB2 territory, and you're kind of hoping for a touchdown. Uh, great game from Brissett. Um, you know, just, yeah, just rock solid. I, I Maybe, you know, we kind of overblew the first game. Amari Cooper's been very successful. Um, Nick Chubb, you know, just volume's king for him. He's going to keep getting those touches. Kareem Hunt, he he, he, get, he loves to get goal. You know, he's the, pa the pass-catching back. He he, he gets a lot of goal line works, but, you know, I'm afraid that he might not have a lot of upside the weeks he doesn't score a touchdown. So those are so, oh yeah, and of course, David Njoku just goes off when kind of people start writing him off. You know, it'll be fun to see where, you know, he was going in like the tight end 20s and the best ball resurrection I did today. So it'll be fun to see where he jumps up after this game. But, uh, yeah, so that was one of the least exciting Thursday night football games, I think probably on the slate. Um, well, you know, this is the underdog best ball show. So, but before we dive into, you know, the underdog stuff, I just wanted to go over some quick stuff from this past weekend, you know, just dive into some of the big storylines. It's pretty devastating. The Trey Lance injury. Um, I had him on some best ball rosters and I drafted him, you know, when I did draft him, I drafted him to be a star quarterback. So I didn't back him up very well. So it's kind of tough. Where are you at with that uh, Trey Lance? You know, do you see the offense changing at all? And how do you see Trey Lance's value changing in the future as well? Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's a rough one. Um, uh, you know, his, his value might dip, uh, anytime a player misses time, people start to get anxious or nervous about it. And yes, there were a lot of people who doubted him for, you know, odd reasons or were big Jimmy G fans or something. Um, and you know, I, I don't know it, what what kill what's going to kill me the most is is we're going to get another whole off season of talk about you know people who don't think that he's ready or he can't play yet or <laughs> you know that's that's just not going to stop. <laughs> it might that might be me. That might be me. I don't know if he's ready. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was in most most of the leagues I was in. He was drafted late enough where either you were getting him as like your early backup pick. Or you're drafting two guys, two quarterbacks later to, you know, purposely rotate them. So, you know, losing him, unless it was a dynasty league, you probably got him early. But, you know, in redraft, you're, you're probably okay. And hopefully you got somebody like Carson Wentz to, or, uh, you know, Jared Goff or something to, to help you out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, in, you know, those best ball drafts, I just can't say, you know, I like to bet on. I like to bet on my early picks. So when I'm drafting Trey Lance in the sixth and seventh round, I just bet on him as my hero quarterback. And so I can kind of chalk up those teams. He wasn't one of my higher drafted quarterbacks. So I'm not crying like some other people probably, but it's disappointing. Before yeah. I dive, before I dive into our next player, I'm just going to go over some quick pay a few more bills. I guess I should say, think of joining WinBet. Now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100, get a $100 free bet. 
Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. So I am playing it here in Colorado. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. Just click on the game you like, select Build Your Own Feature, and start building a monster parlay. Offer subject change, ter- terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college football and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows, included cloud-based DVR. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.SGP. That's FuboTV.com slash SGP. Odds Trader is a place to compare all major sportsbooks. You can compare all of the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal on Odds Trader. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the informed bets possible. Some of these key features include player statistics, key game statistics, Projected game day weather and the bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Okay, that's the long one. All right, we got that one. Appreciate your patience, Jake. Yeah. All right, jumping into the next one, the Jalen Hurts emergence. I, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of hedged my bet. I took a ton of Jalen Hurts and redraft leaks, and I really minimized my exposure in dynasty leaks. I thought, you know, I thought for sure he was going to have a, a good year this season just based on, you know, what he did last year, the rushing floor. I didn't know if he could be a capable enough passer to, you know, kind of, you know, keep this Philadelphia Eagles job. It's a passing league now. Clearly, I think, you know, he's heading in the right direction. He's a lot closer to Lamar Jackson than we all, than I think we all thought. So how are you feeling about Jalen Hurts so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that's, that's about what I was expecting from him is he was good last year and he had an ankle injury at the end of the year. And that sort of stopped his stats and slowed him down a bit. And I think that sort of slow end to the season made people, you know, low on him or, you know, trend downwards. And then, you know, like, since that's how he ended the season, people kept that sort of bad taste in their mouth all through the off season. And we're like, oh, this is what he is, and he's not getting better. And a lot of people don't, you know, put the pieces together of, you know, younger players get better. It's it's a pretty easy thing to understand. Uh, And obviously he got better from year one to year two, and it's like, okay, he's going to get better again. How much better? And, you know, where can he improve? And now we're seeing, you know, when he goes out and runs out to the side to instead of just taking off running, he looks to see if there's someone to getting open to throw to, and that's that's making a big difference for the offense. Yeah, and you know, I the only thing I questioned is sometimes these quarterback trajectories go different than you expect. Some of the some of the quarterbacks that have come in recently that they have success right off the bat and they fall off. You know, kind of like the Andy Daltons of the world. You know, they have more success at the beginning of their careers towards the end. But you know, that's not everybody. And Tua and Jalen Hurts have shown massive improvements this year. So. I love that for all. I, I drafted a ton of Jalen Hurts in my underdog best ball draft, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, Garrett Wilson is somebody I did the exact opposite with. I drafted a ton of Garrett Wilson in my dynasty leagues, and now I'm wishing I drafted a ton more in my redraft of best ball leagues. 
you know, do you see this trend continuing? Do you think do you think we're seeing him emerge as the wide receiver one, or do you just think that's the given one given week? I I think that's just one week. We've seen okay. two weeks so far. He had a, a huge game with two touchdowns. It's like okay, that's not going to happen every week. <laughs> He's not going to have thirty-four touchdowns, people. Calm, calm down. But <laughs> I think it's more like this. It's that Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, who hasn't had a big game yet, and Garrett Wilson, are basically they're they're just all fantasy viable. They're all good, and they could all have a good game at any time. And that could be frustrating for some people, maybe. Um, but base or you know anytime the Jets have a good matchup against a, a weak pass defense, start them all. <laughs> okay, you know my I actually I I like Garrett Wilson's profile more than Elijah Moore's. I know Elijah Moore had had some great games last year, so it would I you know I, this is kind of confirming what I thought. I I didn't think it would happen this quickly, but I I did think that Garrett Wilson would eventually take over the wide receiver one role for the Jets. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not ready to say that's the case for the rest of this season yet, but it will be interesting, I think, to see how Zach Wilson uh, adjusts to this because, you know, you got to factor in kind of chemistry with the quarterback. You know, Joe Flacco appears to, you know, have a great, uh, you know, chemistry with Garrett Wilson, giving him a lot of targets. I just worry when Zach Wilson comes back, how this changes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's definitely going to be a change that'll, that'll be different, um, you know. Last year, it seemed Wilson was pretty well all over Elijah when he was in. But I think maybe Mike White was too, wasn't he? I mean, <laughs> I think I think actually Mike uh, Mike White actually I think he played significantly better with Mike White if I remember yeah. correctly. I'd have to go back and look, but yeah, that's. So I'm just worried. We'll see what happens, but I, I'd rather them just keep Joe Flacco in at this point. So, so Zach Wilson, take your time. Um, next, what I had up is man. Are we just watching the slow evolution of the fantasy football running back turn into the tight end position? Because man, this season has been frustrating. Um, there, you know, it, it seems like you know there's a lot. Of, I'm not even sure the zero running back guys are feeling that great right now. Because man, Chase Edmonds, you know, uh, there's just so many guys back there. Uh, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, all these guys you that you were Damian Pierce, all these guys that were your zero running back heroes. They, you know, I'm not sure those six points a game are going to win you any best ball manias. So unfortunately, but. Um, yeah, just what do you think on the running back landscape so far? It just seems like there's hardly any studs out there that have given us even two good weeks yet. Um, it's 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 a tough landscape right now. You got any general thoughts? Uh, I mean, to go over that in general, I'd say about like three or so years ago, there was like consistently five or so backs that were up at the top, like a nice, you know, I don't know, 300 plus point guys that you could rely on that were just like consistent big points with upside every week. And then, you know, a handful of guys that were, you know, a step below that in, you know, in the 250 to 280 point range that were pretty good, had some big weeks. Um, and, you know, but then the past couple of years, it's just been a lot of those top guys get injured. It looks like compared to those previous years, it's just a bad year for running backs. But then it's like, well, we just had three, bad years for running backs in a row and maybe it's starting to feel like uh you know you do want that guy that's the lead of a split because he's mostly reliable even though he doesn't get a crazy workload he just gets a, a good one or you know in those those later value picks guys um i mean cordero patterson could be working out pretty good 
he had a tough week two matchup. Um, and, you know, if you drafted Kareem Hunt, you know, he's kind of up and down, but he's also, you know, been pretty good. It, it really depends. People like to, to say, oh, you know, this guy, if you drafted this way or you need to draft this way because, and it's like, well, it, if you picked the right guys, it works out. That's exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think, I think that's exactly it, what you just said. I love what you just said there. I, uh, exactly. If you pick the right guys, Hey, if you, if you drafted Leonard Fournette and, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you're, you're okay right now. You know, there, you know, of course, you know, there's, you know, there's a couple combos, you know, if you drafted, uh, DeAndre Swift and Leonard Fournette. Yeah. You know, you're doing okay right now, but yeah, if you drafted Tyreek Hill and AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs, so, you know, you start three. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic too. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't think there's a winning build because yeah, those zero running back guys, you know, you're, you're are in a tough place running back. It's just tough. Cause I also, the one, the one area I'd push back on zero running back, you know, as they're taking their victory laps right now is that I am a lot more confident in my ability to draft, late round wide receivers. I feel like there's just ton. Like I could just, you know, oh, yeah. just, there's tons of guys I could like, I could bam, bam, bam. Uh, I think drafting late round running backs is a lot tougher. You better just draft a ton of them because um, I think that's super hard to predict. Like we're seeing now, uh, you know, if you, if you drafted chase Edmonds as your like, you know, RB one or RB two, you know, in one of those zero hero running back builds that, that, that might be tough for you from here on out. So it's interesting. Um, the, the one now, of course, I think you, we, we were talking about this before the show. You said it's kind of the similar, I think it's worse than ever, man. These tight ends, oh, it's rough. It's, it's, it's Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we should just draft Mark Andrews number one next year because I, I, it's, 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 it's absolutely a minefield out there. Uh, are you, ha- are you seeing any paths to success, success right now? Uh, well, a lot of what I picked this year is I realized I have a lot of Pat Fryermuth because <laughs> yeah, I went, good. I went with the, he's the late guy who was a young guy who was a rookie who was good, but he wasn't as good as Pitts. So Pitts, you know, overshadowed him and it's like, well, you know, if he gets a step better, which I think he did so far, uh, you know, obviously this past game wasn't as good, but the matchup wasn't good either. Um, and, and that's basically what it's become now is it's it's all matchup guys. Either you get a top guy or a matchup guy. And, yeah, guys like George Kittle hasn't played. You know, Darren Waller, there's Devontae Adams to compete with now. And, you know, Kyle Pitts, um, people expected him to take a big leap this year and be, like, matchup proof and really good. But it seems that he's not matchup proof. And if he has a bad matchup, he's he's not scoring your points. <laughs> oh yeah it's just so tough and i i mean i just even in two points per catch leagues i just don't even mess with them anymore i'm just done like i remember like i would you know i'd have these tight end you know i you know i just always take best player available and sometimes i'd end the draft like four tight ends and guess what it works out horrible over the course of time these tight ends are it's just there's just not very many good ones i mean they're they're good uh you know and they have some of their days but they are just not good fantasy football players uh, I just, yeah, I, it, it went, going forward, draft Travis Kelsey next year. If, if he can, if he's still good by the end of the season, it isn't, uh, doesn't appear to be, uh, you know, age catching up with him too quickly. Draft Mark Andrews earlier or just wait, wait a long time, in my opinion. All right. Now we'll dive into, well, actually, before we dive into why we're here talking some underdog best ball drafts, I'm going to do one more quick little ad read really quick. 
No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250k plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up code. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. PromoGuy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They've got daily updates on odds boosts and huge cast bonuses from all the major sportsbooks, and they've got a VIP Discord group that puts you even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what what your team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down cat and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you win your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed betting community. Go to PromoGuy.us and check out their 100% tracked transparent and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguide.us. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. Over Under has now been integrated into fantasy, the first sports contest built into the fantasy experience. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun when we ride it out together. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100, promo code SGP. Terms and conditions apply. Sleeper's terms of use for details. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100, $100 match on your first deposit. Okay, now on to underdog. These battle royales, I'm still learning them. I feel like it's a super, you know, why I'm excited to talk about it is because underdog's so popular. You know, everyone just, those drafts just fill up so quickly. And, it, you know, this just kind of, it's, it's, it's uncharted waters. No one's really talks about them so far. So, you know, I'm hoping to try to kind of, learn with the users here and try to provide some uh, kind of some synopsis on some things I've learned so far. So, you know, um, is there anything, some strategies, you know, since you've, you know, you've seen the, the um, you kind of seen how the platform works out. Is there any strategies that you're working out, you know, that makes it different than regular DFS? Um, well, it's, you know, you draft a team and, and you're w- with six people. Um, so, and your team is one quarterback, uh, one one running back, one receiver, one tight end, and a flex. Two, right? two wide receivers. Yep, just two, two wide receivers in a flex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you only have to start one running back, and you and you have to start one tight end. So that immediately should make you think about, you know, going in, you want to know either you're getting a good tight end early or you're picking a guy with a good matchup, and you got to think about that ahead of time. 
because you know you, you have to draft really fast <laughs> yeah it's it puts it's, you on the it's spot. 30 seconds and people pick real quick and you know it's like oh if you're not prepared to scroll and touch something or add a bunch of guys to your queue real quick it could get ugly for you real quick and you push the wrong button and then you won't like that you just spent five bucks on it um so you know prepare yourself a little bit um but then beyond that it's you know who's got the best looking matchup this week and you know what kind of stack do you want to get do you want to stack your quarterback with your tight end maybe you know if it's Mahomes and Kelsey if you can get those two um or Jackson and Andrews of course that's another good one um but then otherwise you you want to try and set up that quarterback receiver stack and you know there's a lot of good fantasy quarterbacks who can have a good good big week um you know obviously you want to shoot for somebody who you think is going to go over 20 and then you know you only need one running back so pick the guy who's got the best looking matchup and and then you get to draft at one extra player and i and i guess it must best ball it for you um so either you you get the extra running back or the extra receiver if you're a little less confident in one of your choices yeah it's interesting yeah I, it's interesting um you know, I've I've just been trying to adjust my strategies over the first couple of weeks. Like I was telling you, the kind of the Travis Kelsey Patrick Mahomes stack was the big winner in week one. Obviously, Tua, you know, obviously the top winners had Tua and Tyreek Hill or both these past couple of weeks. So, you know, what I've what I've kind of realized is that the quarterback scoring is a lot more important in this format. It's half PPR and it's small lineups. So you definitely want to get want to get a good, you know, get your quarterback that you want. Uh, early if, if he's there you know don't be afraid to draft a quarterback in the first or second round in these uh, because it makes up a lot of the scoring uh, another thing i've realized is you know it's a lot of chalk plays you know you don't have to get don't we don't need to get too cute here uh, there it's six players and usually you know you can find six great players among the elite players i don't need to get, i don't need to get too cute um what i what i want to do is uh, you know it, in and I take the same strategy DFS. If there's, you know, if it's a large ma uh, entry max, you know, if, if you can do tons of drafts, you know, I forget, wow, what is this one? Is it 50? Is it 50 max? Is it 100 max? Might even be more than that. I'm going to pull that up really here. But um, my point being, though, is that what I like to do is whatever, like, the entry is, I, I want to get kind of, I want to get a healthy amount of those. So I believe the entry max is 150. So Ooh. don't be afraid to do a, a ton of these bad because there's going to be somebody who does a lot and don't be afraid to get different with the ADPs because if I would still treat it like DFS, um, you know, get some Patrick, get, get different, get some Patrick Mahomes with Juju, get some Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey, get some Mark Andrews uh, with Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson with Rashad Bateman um, mix it up. But yeah, don't be afraid to get, uh, you know, I guess that I, I guess I'm, I'm talking, I said, don't get cute earlier, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid, you know, get a Carson Wentz stack here and there. Um, He's been having a great couple of weeks. So, yeah, I've just been trying to adjust my strategy a little bit. It's super interesting. Like I said, it, not a ton of it gets talked about. Um, do you have any, like, favorite game stacks over this weekend, some players that you're targeting? Or um, yeah. quarterback-wide receiver combos you're targeting? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously Mahomes and Kelsey is kind of a good one every week. And with the, the Colts defense and how bad they are against tight ends, uh, that's going to be probably a really good one. Um Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen might every week be great. Uh, Goff and Amon Ra, that's a little, you know, out there one. Um, and uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, people don't like Kirk Cousins after they saw his game last week, but if you pair him with Justin Jefferson and he throws a lot against the Lions, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, 
Jackson and Andrews, of course. Um, Carr and Adams, that could be a good one when they have a good matchup. Um, of course, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, that's another good one. And Stafford and Cup, you know, and all of these guys could be good a lot of weeks, not just this week. <laughs> but those are definitely ones for this week. Absolutely. And, you know, just some of the ones that I had noted that were a little bit different, I thought uh, Michael Pittman has an, is not fully healthy, so he's going really late. Man, he's going to roast. I, I'm a Chiefs fan. I know he's going to roast the Chiefs if he plays. So um, that that's just huge. I'm willing to take the risk in like the fifth round um, just to gain an advantage. You know, it's he might not play. And, you know, at that point, you you, you lost five bucks on that draft. But I, I'm definitely getting some drafts. With Michael Pittman, and and another one is man Carson Wentz is playing fantastic. He's been playing in a lot of just po- you know positive game scripts where he has to throw the ball a ton because the defense is terrible, and he hasn't gotten it going with Terry McLaurin yet. So that's going to keep his value down in my opinion. So I, I'm I'm getting some Carson. I'm doing it on that you know DraftKings as well. I'm getting some Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin. I think it's a great way to get a little bit different, and you know if if Carson Wentz can connect with Terry McLaurin like he did with. Um, with Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson over these last couple of weeks, I think uh, the sky's the limit in that regard. And of course, man, uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I just, I feel like that's going to be the, the winner a lot of weeks, uh, just especially due to the fact that tight end is just such a desolate landscape. I think you're not going to, besides Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey are going to be your difference makers in that regard. And, I think I'll be drafting a Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack and a Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes stack, probably the rest of the season. Just get, you know, just, you know, get ready for those spike weeks. So those are some of my favorite in that regard. Um, for now, actually, this is what I'm most excited about. The best ball resurrection, which is super fun. I, I love that they're restarting. There's only uh only underdog gets this crazy and does best balls in the middle of the season. Uh, you know, they'd like to break all the rules and that's why they're the most popular. I see underdog commercials on TV now and everything. So I'm glad they're being successful, but um, what are you, are you changing? Are you changing your strategies at all? When we're going to these best ball resurrection drafts, are, are you adjust? are you, are you, are you taking, are you learning from these first few weeks and taking any big strategies going from your, from your past best ball drafts? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the, the general thing you shoot for is you want to get guys who you think have the most value, guys who you think are going to have big weeks. Because if you have a guy who's just consistent and gets you 10 or 15 points every week, you might not ever see him in your starting lineup. Um, so those guys aren't quite as valuable in, in this format. So, you know, you're shooting for guys that you know can have big games and you just pick as many of them as you can. And a lot of people tend to pick a lot of receivers early. And, you know, I prefer receivers late because, you know, you can get, oh, you know, this team's third string receiver could just have a huge game any day, <laughs> catch a couple long. And those guys, you know, if they have three or four games like that in a year, people, you know, usually don't like them for fantasy football. But in best ball, they're great because they, they jump into your lineup with 20 or 30 points a couple times. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I, I I've hopped in some drafts today, and man, it's it's so it's such a different landscape, man. People, the underdog drafters were wide receiver crazy before, mm-hmm. 
And it's absolutely like, and it made me draft running backs. It it made me draft running backs early, but now it's gone so far that now I'm like, I know, like I did, I did some drafts today. The running backs are being drafted so late. I took, I had to take wide receivers early every time because I know that they're, they're pushing the running backs. Like there's Chris Olave getting selected right next to like, like Clyde, like AJ Dillon and stuff. It's silly. Like it's, it's absolutely insane. uh, The underdog value on wide receivers right now. So. I actually, uh, after I adjusted, uh, you know, after I did a draft and kind of saw what was going on, I started just get hitting wide receiver early. Then I'm just nailing these running back value picks. Uh, you know, it, it, it it's t- I get it though. It's tough with the running back landscape. Really, no one's been consistent so far. It's, yeah, it's it, I mean, it's you have to kind of it's tough to find a guy who had two even two good weeks in a row. Nick Chubb is that's one of my favorite. Uh, we'll get into some player values here in a second, but. Man, Nick Chubb is who I think is uh, – I'm excited uh, about him. I'm going to try to get him in the second round. They're with Just given the running back landscape, that is the guy who's going to get target volume. Do you have Nick Chubb as a big mover in your drafts? Because, man, I, I, I love that pick in the second round. Yeah, I would say he, he's looking like he's set for a good year. Um, but, I mean, he's had four touchdowns so far in three games. So either he's going to have 20 touchdowns this year or there are some duds coming up. Um, and a lot of the guys I'm looking at that I think are good values are guys who are injured right now. And, you know, okay. like, oh, I love that. Yeah. Guys who missed the four, first three or four games, but they'll be good and back and healthy. Their ADP is just so low right now. Cause people are like, Oh, I don't even know if that player is good. It's like, well, I remember how good they are <laughs> and I can, I can take a good value on that. So just about any player who's injured and coming back later since it starts in week six. I mean, if I could draft, you know, just before week six, if I could draft on that Wednesday, the day before, I, you know, that'd be great. But I I would bet that this fills up before then. Um, you know, these um, kind of things I, fill up really fast. You know, I think it'll, I, you know, it's kind of been a slow burn so far. I think, I think in the next, I think in the next week, you won't see a ton of movement on it. But then as, as we get to like week four, I think it'll just yeah. go crazy. After like week does. four, um, we'll have a lot of good data on what teams are good and what defenses are bad. And, you know, we'll have a pretty good idea of that, even though things will continue to change as the season goes on. That's a, that's a good marker for a lot of things. No, totally agree. Uh, and I, I plan on sprinkling in a few, uh, you know, I want to get in some drafts early and I want to get in some drafts in the middle and I want to get in some drafts late because I think, you know, you'll get some different value spots in each of those ranges. That's kind of like, that's how I approach the best ball mania. That's how I approach a lot of those uh, longer tournaments that stay open a while, you know, uh, draft in the early summer, you know, get some of those, you know, because as I said, you know, things are constantly changing. So value picks will always change and you, you know, I, I drafted Michael Thomas as the like the wide receiver forty in so many leagues, <laughs> and now you know it. Yeah, like I said, and I did I didn't really draft him when he was going as the wide receiver seventeen. So you know I got a lot of my exposure then. So it's just different. Got a lot of my Saquon Barkley exposure when he was going in like the late second or early third. So it's all about when you can get you know. Don't hate the player, hate the ADP, and you know get value where you can. Um, you that was a good segue though. Um, you have some quarterback. You know I just going through that best ball right direction, just, or, you know, just in general, you have some quarterbacks that you're just loving, you know, where they're going, you know, just thinking about in a draft position. Uh, well, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> That's a good know, one. 
he's obviously being drafted pretty high, but, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is ahead of him. It's just like, yeah, okay, no, <laughs> not, not this no, year. I, I will not stand for any Patrick Mahomes slander on this podcast, sir. You know, but, I think Lamar can outscore him <laughs> in fantasy. You know, that's what I'm okay. saying. You know. Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, that, that's Rob. my guy. Yeah. Um, so quarterbacks. Uh, Dak Prescott, of course. You know, he's his value is totally dropped because he's not playing. And, <laughs> but, you know, and, you know, we don't know what he'll be like when he's back. And obviously, I think you'll have to have someone else to start. But if you can pair him with somebody else pretty good, that could be a, a, a good payoff. Um, Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr, I feel those guys are always good value picks at quarterback. Um, and uh, Jameis Winston, that's another good one. He's been playing pretty good so far, and people, I think, are talking a lot of crap about him, especially after he had that three-interception game. But he's playing with four broken vertebrae in his back, yes, and apparently he's in a lot of pain. So that should be healed up by week six, I think. And, you know, maybe he'll play a little better then. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I like those picks a lot. They're all, I, you know, I'll just mention the ones that, you know, I, I had a few of those down actually myself. I'll just mention the ones that you didn't happen to mention. I uh, I love Jalen Hurts at 28.1. I just think that's, you know, uh, just based on what we're seeing this year, you know, you know, just adjusting to kind of the half PPR. This isn't a large lineup, you know, in most of my leagues, you know, I'm starting 10 or 11. That's not underdog. That's what are we thinking? That's three, six, seven, eight. It's you're starting eight on the underdog. So it's a little bit smaller lineups and those quarterbacks are going to have a, a higher chunk of the pie. So I want me some Jalen hurts. I still think he could finish as the QB one overall. And I think, you know, if you have that, that's going to win you some money. I also really like Jared Goff. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't in real life, I'm not sure how good of a quarterback he is, but once again, that's a team that's going to have to fling it around because they're going to be playing from behind a lot of the time. He, you know, he's developed a ton of uh, chemistry with Amon Ross St. Brown. He, that's the fantasy darling of this year so far. So uh, I really like Jared Goff so far. Uh, you know, he's, he's shown, you know, with that, with, with an offensive line, which the Detroit lions have a good offensive line. Um, he's shown he can be a good quarterback in the NFL. So, I really like where the Detroit offense, uh, Lions offense is heading. So Jared Goff is, you know, I was drafting him still at quarterback 23, and I think he's the quarterback 18, if I have it correctly, on these uh, most recent uh, best ball resurrection draft. And I still think that's a great value pick. Just real quick, Carson Wentz is the quarterback 15. It's just like, whew, he shot up quick. Do you think uh, do you think Carson Wentz can keep this up, or do you think it's more of a you know we're about to see the fall off? Uh, oh yeah, I think Carson Wentz can do it. He's done it before. Okay. Uh, I mean, watching him play and seeing him in reality as a quarterback, and you know, getting you know stressed or scrambling and making an awful throw is is not good. But just ignoring that and looking at his fantasy stat sheets, he he comes out pretty good all the time. <laughs> That's they get just close your eyes. Just close yeah. your eyes. Yeah. Man, I, I I'll tell you, I'll tell you who would like to have Carson Wentz as their quarterback right now. And that's the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna see I, I want to see some flowers sent to Carson Wentz for for the slander that the Indianapolis Colts put his way this offseason. It was just like, my goodness, like you're going out of your way to hurt this guy. So it's kind of 
who has egg on their face now? <laughs> but before we dive into some of the best running backs, I'm going to do go through my final bit here. Um, did you know that the best day of the week is actually Monday and Thursday and Sunday? Because it's the NFL season and it's our favorite time of year. And whether you're into fantasy leagues, betting on your team, or just taking highlights around the water cooler at work, the NFL season just got a lot better thanks to the Elias Game Plan app. The ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. sports leagues. This app gives you everything you need this season to get a competitive advantage. League-validated team and player news and stats and expert game analysis, which can give you the advantage in betting, picking your fantasy lineups, or showing off your sports knowledge. And Elias Game Plan is releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, which allows you to talk directly with their researchers. Elias is the most respected research team in the industry. Quality information is key, so I'm glad they created this app for accurate data and important context. Elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's Elias, E-L-I-A-S. And right now I have a special offer when you subscribe. Get 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use my promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN15. Introducing YRP VIP, a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus excessive, exclusive access to real money pools. Get access to exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks. Premium content like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. The top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan, you need Run Your Pool VIP. Use code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP and get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGPN VIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Woo, that is a tongue twister that they put me through there. Wow. All right, but yeah, get those promo codes in. Uh, win some money this weekend. Um, back with Jake. All right, going into the running backs on this. You know, like I said, just... We can talk about we can put them in the best ball resurrection context or, you know, just some running back values going into the season. You got some uh, favorites there? Um, I still like Javante Williams. Uh, love it. I love it. I love it. Obviously, Alvin Kamara, he's injured right now. Um, Najee Harris, even though he started slow, he also had an injury and he could have a lot of touchdowns coming up down the line, you know, possibly. We'll see. You know, hard for him to, for me to say he'll have less than last year, but maybe. J.K. Dobbins, of course, um, once he's back, he could be really good. Uh, Travis Etienne, he, his value's been dropping. Uh, you know, all he needs is one of those uh, good games where he busts a, a long one or gets a touchdown or two, and everyone will be freaking out about him. Um, Cordero Patterson, a good value. I think he's, you know, he's always going to be a bit good value. Damian Pierce. He fell back down to earth, and now he's like an eighth-round pick or so. And it's like, oh, okay, that's that's reasonable. <laughs> I can roll with that. Um, uh, Damian Harris, you know, the, the uh, Damian and Ramondre. Uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, he's injured once he comes back. I don't, I don't know how many. Harvey, I saw him at like RB44. I was like, dude, is he dead? I mean, my God, that's that's so low. Right. I think he's supposed to be out eight weeks, which means he'll miss him for the first couple weeks of this starting at week six thing. 
But then after that, you know, if he gets to actually stay healthy and be the starter for the 49ers, that's that's worth a gamble, I think. Um, Brian Robinson, I mean, if you want to take those rookie gambles. Um, and, yeah, that's what I got for my, my list of value picks at running back for this uh, resurrection. You know, just going off that last one, I have been telling people, I do not, like, I wish, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he comes back and just is just great because he deserves it. My goodness, how what horrible luck as you take over the starting running back job. You you get suffer a gunshot injury. I'm so sorry to Brian Robinson. I do not want to bet on him coming back and taking over this job. Though. He's he's a rookie who's got unfortunately suffering a gunshot. I don't even know. I you know, none of us know the timetable for that really. I know, I know it's not super serious, and they do project him coming back sooner rather than later. I just, you know, he's still got to get in game shape. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't been practicing at all. Um, so I'm I'm still taking Antonio Gibson's value. I just don't think it will be Brian Robinson's time anytime soon. I'd just rather just stick it safe. Um, that's my opinion on that. But going into some of my favorites, I love uh, I love Nick Chubb, like I told you. I mean, I, I just think just given just how crazy this landscape is, Eckler not getting the volume we want, that Nick, Dalvin Cook, you know, the – seems to be subject to kind of how the Vikings are playing a little bit. Derek Henry's been a mess. Christian McCaffrey, eh. Um, it's just, it's it's been tough on the running backs, especially those early round running backs. Nick Chubb's locked into that volume. Uh, they're going to be running a ton with Jacoby Brissett. So there's room for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I love Nick Chubb at 19.5. Aaron Jones at 25.6. Man, Aaron Rodgers can't throw it anywhere else. I mean, where, what else What else are they going to do? That's another backfield. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, both of those guys are starters. Lock them in because those offenses just don't have much outside of those guys. I think Aaron Jones, uh, you know, he had a slow week one, and that's kind of depressing his ADP still. You saw it last week. I think that's kind of being indicative of the future. I think A.J. Dillon is going to be very successful but I don't think that will be a, too much of a hindrance to Aaron Jones. Okay. And this last one, my goodness, people, I like, I, I guess I, I'm going to try to channel my in your Matt Kelly, the pot, you know, the pod father, like, come on people. Like, you know, just, I just want to start berating my, the listeners, right? Cause it's just like, man, Josh Jacobs is the RB 31. I know we hate, I know we love to hate the guy. My goodness. That's ridiculous. Uh, you know, once again, the, the, Nobody else, like we said, we were worried about Kenyon, Kenyon Drake last year. We were worried about a number of people this year. They're not getting any volume. It's all Josh Jacobs. I think it's been a little unlucky so far, you know, kind of his lack of production. I think we're going to see some more. What are your feelings on Josh Jacobs? Oh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, it did seem like they were going to carry over, you know, what we saw in New England would come to the Raiders and there'd be a three or four man backfield and they would have all these sort of specific roles and be, you know, divided up on the field. And then week one, we saw just Josh Jacobs and Brandon Bolden. It's like, oh, okay. And then Brandon Bolden got hurt and it was then just Josh Jacobs. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, okay. Um, yeah, sure. You know, that's, he's almost getting 20 carries a game, a couple catches. You know, all he needs is a good matchup here and there. And he could definitely have a huge game. I could see him having a couple multi-touchdown games and that's what you want best ball. And, you know, maybe overall he finishes somewhere in the RB20s, but if he's going RB31, that's a value. I mean, it was just – it was silly. Like, you know, of course, uh, Amir Abdullah. Okay. Like, he's he's been – what has Amir Abdullah done in his whole career outside of, like, a couple games last season? 
Okay. Brandon Bolden is in his 30s. He's played in the league 10 years. This guy has done not done anything either. People thought people people on podcasts were saying that Zavir White was going to take over this backfield. It's just like, are you kidding me? Come on. I get it. It's a, it sucks paying running backs, but it's going to be Zamir White next season when they're when Josh Jacobs isn't on the team. Come on. Like I it's just a little silly in my opinion. Just like RB31. Come on. Like I I get it. Like there's just some people that uh, players that people love to hate. And Josh Jacobs appears to be one of those guys, unfortunately for him. So I'm drafted a ton of Josh Jacobs there. That's, that's just absurd value in my opinion. Uh, Moving on to wide receivers though. Did you take any notes uh, from the, uh, any big wide receiver values? Um, Yeah. Let me see. Uh, Mike Evans. He kind of had a slow start has a suspension game. I think that's bringing his value down. Mike Williams, for some reason, maybe the bad week one brought his value down. CD lamb. Of course, going along with Dak, you know, people projecting him lower for a little while. Um, uh, let's see, Allen Robinson as well. He had the slow start. Uh, and Traylon Burks, um, Elijah Moore, who hasn't had a huge game yet. And let's see, Devin Duvernay, of course. I would figure that would be more popular than it is right now. Um Jacoby Myers, that's oh, yeah. one that I would say you should get angry about. That's uh, that I, I I drafted him in every single uh, best ball I did today. It was I that's I have him on my list. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't. People just hate him. Hey, you're the leading receiver of the Patriots. You get the most targets. Yeah, I don't want him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's criminal ADP right there. It's, oh, he doesn't score touchdowns. Like, well, if you just get just a bunch of catches and yards, that's pretty much just as good. Uh, I'm sure one of these days he'll get there. Um, I do like George Pickens because I think eventually he'll catch a few long ones, have some big games. Um, Kadarius Tony, people, I, I'm hearing these rumors about Tony, <laughs> about how the coaches don't like him and how they're trying to get rid of him. And, What's actually happening is he has an, a hamstring injury, and they're like slowly working him back in, and he's like injured. So when he gets healthier, he'll get more work. Yeah, all right, that, all that right. that's hot. A lot, and all that right, I like it. More interesting. Uh, Jamison Williams, um, obviously, he's a bit of an unknown, being a rookie and being on the Lions. But uh, you know, when he comes back in, maybe he'll take DJ Chark's spot. I don't know. Um, Corey Davis, of course, a value. He's drafted very late, um, but he's still capable of having big games. Sterling Shepard, same deal. And Rondale Moore, who hasn't played much yet. He hasn't played at all yet. But seeing how good Greg Dortch is doing, uh, you know, maybe that could be Rondale Moore. You know, I liked all those picks except Kadarius Tony and Rondale Moore. I'm just done. I'm done with them. I'm done with them. Like, all right. those, guys, those, guys are, those guys are out of my – I'm pushing them out the door. How are you going to feel um, about him in four weeks? <laughs> I hope, I hope, I hope I'm not regretting it because I didn't draft hardly any of them. I'm just ah, those guys. It's I just I don't I don't like the build. You know, I get it's it's changing NFL. Uh, you know, it's just those guys don't have a, a track record of a huge track record of success. The NFL, those real the short guys, the short fast guys like that. Um, it's kind of a little bit gadgety, um, but yeah. And then Kadarius Tony has just been a mess. You know, he's missing. You know, obviously last off season was just a mess missing, uh, uh, you know, there was personal reasons that, you know, there could be, that could be serious, you know, who knows, but there was cl- like missing practice because of cleats and different things like that. And just being disgruntled this past off season, 
And I, I, it may, you know, that hamstring, I, I actually, um, I think I had read about that. Maybe I didn't dive in as, as much as I should have though, but man, it's, I, I hope that's it because if it's not and, and there's, and they're throwing out who they're throwing at wide receiver, uh, I can't even name some of the guys that they were putting a wide receiver this past oh, come week. on. You love Richie James. It who there was somebody else who they told uh Kenny Galladay that he was being benched for. I gotta pull it. like I haven't even heard of this guy before. Hold hold on. I gotta find this name really quick. But, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's Kenny silly. Galladay getting paid what 12 million or so a year to sit David on the bench Sills. or you know. Yeah, David Sills. I I have no idea who David Sills is. And uh apparently uh Coach Dabble uh informed Kenny Galladay that he was being benched for David Sills before the, about midway through the week. It's just like, whoo. And so I just, if, if, yeah, I mean, if, if it's not a hamstring and Kadarius Tony is legitimately behind these guys, I just don't see it happening for the guys. So it could be an injury though. So if that's the case, there is some, uh, a, some hope for the guy. So I do agree that before I, uh, I'll jump into mine really quick though. T Higgins is like the wide receiver 16, 36.8. Love that value. Uh, you know, I think he's a lot. It, the target volume, I think, between Chase and Higgins is going to be fairly close. So um, I think I'm, I'm a big believer in Burrow. I think he's going to get it together. The man just needs to get the, rid of the ball. And, they, and, and Zach Taylor needs to help him orchestrate, you know, generate the offense that once again, the offensive line is terrible. Help that man get the ball out. Uh, I had uh, DeAndre Hopkins at 42.5, Marquise Brown. I think he's not he's not it as the wide receiver one. He's great as a complimentary piece. You, you, I see you shaking your head, so I think you feel the same way. Um, you know, you you see DeAndre Hopkins just hopping back in as the wide receiver one in Arizona. That's uh, that's what makes the most sense to me. Um, yeah, because Hollywood Brown, being the lead guy, a lot of people picked him thinking, hey, he's going to have a really strong start to the season, and that could be really good for my fantasy team. And he has not looked very strong so far. He's like, okay, though. Yeah, I just I just think I, – I never thought that Marquise Brown was going to be the wide receiver one over DeAndre Hopkins. Like, I'd have, I'll have to see DeAndre oh, Hopkins fall off to believe it. So, I always thought that, man, when he was being drafted as, like, the wide receiver 17-18, I thought that was pretty close to his ceiling. You know, I mean, even, you know, even, yeah, if, if he was sharing the wide receiver one kind of role with DeAndre Hopkins. So, I'd never really loved that ADP. So, I'm not shocked to see how this turning out this way. I had Allen Robinson here. Um, you know, I, I thought he looked good last week. And, oh, yeah. You know, they obviously, you know, like the first week was horrible. and But the Buffalo Bills defense just might be really, really good. And oh, yeah. so I think Allen Robinson's still a value. Now he's going as a mid-tier wide receiver three, and I think that's a big value. I didn't love him in like that, you know, that early wide receiver two range. But right there, I think this offense could still be very successful. And – all right, I'm ending. Yeah, that's it. Why seeing Jacoby Myers as the wide receiver 55? God, come on, come on. What is the, What does this man need to do? Gosh, like I said, I feel like I'm. I had to channel my inner Matt Kelly there and just kind of berate, you know, berate the listener, you know, punish the listeners for making this kind of decision, you know. So it's a uh, yeah draft. If if Jacoby Myers, I think it's going to go up. Like that's going to go way up. But Jacoby Myers. 126.8, like the wide receiver 55. Jump on that. Uh, for just some quick tight end, I didn't even write down any tight ends. I'm I'm drafting like whichever one's the latest, Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, or just wait for forever. Do you have any tight end, big tight end values? 
Well, I put Pat Fryermuth in there because he still hasn't moved that much. Uh, Dalton Schultz, which hopefully he heals from his his sprain and is back to normal later on, because um, I guess that's a factor in why he had a low week two. Logan Thomas, I guess that's another injury. Oh, I'd like that one. I like that one. But he's late and he could be very good. Uh, and Evan Ingram who, you know, I don't know if you know this, but he's getting a good amount of targets, and he's actually catching most of them. <laughs> I know. I love it. I, I drafted a good amount of Evan Ingram, actually. Yeah. Um, so those are my tight end values. I love the Logan Thomas one. I I, I drafted, I think, yeah. I, oh. he's, he could end up being a, a good, like get a good amount of targets, especially if you got him as like a tight end three. You know, he's probably, you know, he's going as like, a, I think, I didn't, I didn't write it down. I think maybe like probably like a, a very low tight end two or high tight end three. Yeah. And then um, I have Mike Asicki on the list there too. Um, he started slow. So a lot of people are hating on him pretty hard right now. Yeah. That's another guy. It's just like, okay. I know Mike Jacecki is going to beat the tight end like 22 ranking that he's like, I know he's going to beat that. I get it. He's low upside. Nope. Once again, he's like the Josh Jacobs of tight ends. Like everyone's just like, I, I don't want him on my team. Okay, like that's fine. He's, you know, like he's not going to have a ton of spike weeks. So I'm not sure, you know, I don't know how he, he's the greatest best ball, but like at tight end 22, absolutely sign me up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll tell you, we're getting, you know, we're getting down to the end here. It was a fantastic show. I love having you on. My man, give us, you know, what are you working on right now? Where, where can we find some of your stuff? What are you most excited about coming up? Um, so you can find me at jakesfootball.com. That's, that's where I write all my articles. Um, so every every week on Monday, I drop an article about guys that are low ownership percentage that had good games on Thursday and Sunday. So, you know, those guys that you might start watching, keeping an eye on, think about them. Uh, then usually late Monday night and into Tuesday, I drop a, the typical waivers article, which, you know, we were talking about drafting running backs early because you can get good value receivers late. Also, you can get a lot of receivers off the waiver wire. <laughs> That's not guys you can just pick up and start and they'll do pretty good. And when it comes to running backs, you just can't like either you have to have spend a lot of your fab or you have to be the top priority person to get a running back. And then maybe it's a guy who's good for a couple of weeks, but not for the whole season. And that's why, you know, that's why people draft running backs early. It's, it's scarcity. Same thing with those early tight ends. Um, you won't find a whole lot of those on the wire either. Um, then I, I started a new series last year about, I call it, so your, and then put a number there. So so this week's was, so your 0-2, and, and, you know, list a bunch of players that had a bad week and whether or not you should or shouldn't have started them, you know, those kinds of things. Or, you know, guys who got injured and, you know, it's like, hey, it's not your fault. It's it's okay. You you can recover from this and, and go through, like, what's the minimum record you can have in fantasy football to just barely squeeze into the playoffs in an average size league. Um, Cause that's what you need to do is just make the playoffs and have guys be good during the playoffs and you win. That's how this game works. I like uh, that. What, what, what do you try? I'm really interested, like real quick on that last part, like where, like what, what do you think that I was debating it this week and I was talking about it a little bit on Twitter, like what's the cutoff? Like, and let, Let's say in redraft, you always have to try, but like, what's the cutoff in like a dynasty league for you? Like, what's like, man, I'm 0 and 3, I'm 0 and 4, fuck. I got, I got, I, 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 you know, some people jump ship early. 
I just go for, you know, I'm always going for it. And I go until I'm statistically eliminated, you know. Okay. That, that's what you do, right? And, you know, I don't know if any of my leagues have some kind of tanking rules or something like that, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, you know, it's only two games. So, you know, the worst I could be right now is 0-2, and, and that's totally fine. Because, you know, maybe in week 11, I'll be 9-2. and two. Who knows? Uh <laughs> Maybe I just played the two best teams who had huge weeks. And in some cases, that is kind of true. I definitely played against some people who just had the big the big players that week. And it was like, oh, well, that's it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then uh, after that, I do a, a matchups article where I just go over every game and pick all the players that I think look good for that game, sort of like a start-sit thing, but it's only starts. <laughs> I try to do it different. Um I, I used I like to do it. a series that I called start them if you got them like a, Hey, if you have this guy, put him in, you know? Um, but I decided, you know, I go over every matchup and every player anyway. So I'll just do all of them and do everybody who looks okay or decent. And some people are like, Oh, this, this is a bad matchup. I'm like, no, well, he'll do okay. So if you don't have another better option, just keep them in. <laughs> uh, okay. That kind of stuff. And then I, I have, um, I think I think it's five 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 leagues that I'm writing about. Uh, this is a thing I started a few years back, where I make a draft grades article for a league that I'm in, and I tag people and I put all their stuff in there and show the you know all their links, and then uh, when the season starts, I start writing about my team. How's my team doing? How's uh, you know did I win? Did I lose? If somebody beats me, I, I give them a little shout out. If you know, if they lose, I don't I don't say anything. <laughs> uh, but then you know, I tag the person that I'm playing the next week and ask them, you know, give them a chance to do a little smack topping or something, or you know, ask them how they're feeling about how the game's gonna go. You know, just some little bits of interactivity with with my league mates, and you know, and also accountability. You know, like hey, look, this is what I did. This is what I drafted. This is the team I had. These are the players I picked up, and this is how the season finished, okay? Like this, you know, real, this is how fantasy football is, and this is this is my some of my leagues, not all of them, but, you know, <laughs> show the whole process. I love it. Hey, man, you're, you're one of the busiest people I know on here, man. You just crank out that content. I did. I did enjoy the preview you did of one of my teams. You caught that was like the Young Guns or something like that. And we and, me, and uh, we did draft me and uh, I shared uh, actually. Uh, it was kind of a mix up. There was like an extra person, so I ended up me and me and uh, uh, we, I have a good friend in that league, and we you know we drafted the team pretty young. So that was a good description. So it's probably next year for us. But I do. I, yeah, there was a lot of talent on it, so I did enjoy the write up. Um, you can. Uh, I, I'll be writing. Uh, for SGPN, I do a weekly uh, article for Five Yard Rush and the Coach's Fanny podcast as well. And then I also do this underdog uh, best ball show that kind of talks about, kind of goes over the whole NFL too uh, every Friday. So you can catch that. Uh, this will be dropping tomorrow morning, uh, Friday. So have a great Friday, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. And I thank you so much, Jake, for coming on today. I appreciate it. Yep, not a problem. All right. Take it easy, everybody. We'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks a lot.